Welcome to the 35th episode of The Untold Story Told. Today on The Untold Story Told, we have Freeman Fung. Freeman Fung is an international speaker, transformational life coach and the Mind Valley coordinator for Australia who has advocated new global citizenship at TEDx, World Tourism Forums and more. Freeman is a true believer in the power of the mind. With a heart inspired by culture diversity and inclusion, he is on a mission to awaken more world citizens and make our world a better place through personal transformations. His recently published book, Travel to Transform, where he teaches how to use traveling as a holistic self-development tool, has also hit number one Amazon bestseller in over seven categories, including globalization, solar travel and travel tips. Let us hear from Freeman and get to know him a bit better. Hello Freeman, how are you today? Hello, Saliha. I'm doing great. What about yourself? I'm good. It's a beautiful day in Sydney today. And for once, I have a guest who is also in Sydney, Australia. So you are in Sydney, right? Yes, I am. And I'm so glad to connect with another uh, Sydney cider as well here in Australia. Yes, it's, it's, it's amazing, right, that um, we got connected through this summit, speaking summit, and I was like, I have to get to know Freeman, right? So Freeman, just to start with, uh, even though I've given you a big introduction, because that is what you deserve, and you deserve more, could you tell the listeners a little bit about what you're up to, and a bit about your background? Yeah, sure thing. So my name is Freeman, um, and as you introduce, uh, I'm a uh, uh, advocate on global citizenship as well and a transformative uh, life coach um, and doing a lot of work really bringing that consciousness into our collective uh, beings and by specifically doing that right for me I truly believe we are citizens of the world right so it doesn't matter what your skin color is doesn't matter what uh, cultural background you have, no matter where you're born, doesn't matter what educational level you're at. And mm. at the end, right, you and I are no different. So we're just a citizen of the world, one way or another. So that's what I truly believe in. And I have a heart inspired by diversity and inclusion as well. So that mm. kind of leads me to doing the work I am today um, to help awaken more global citizens as well, and also make the world a better place through personal transformation. As you were speaking, you know, I, I have a knack to connect with some music when uh, people are talking and uh, it's, um, it's bringing up the lyrics from Michael Jackson's song. It's called, um, I mean, you, of course, everybody must be knowing when they're listening to this, um, uh, the name of the song, the name of the song is Heal the World, right? Mm. And um, it's coming to me as like something like you would be embracing in terms of the lyrics of the song so the lyrics go like heal the world make it a better place for you and for me and the entire human race right so um, I think where you're coming from is embracing the human race as being one and that can bring healing to the world that's what I'm getting from you tell me if that resonates with uh, or connects with what you were saying as well oh totally Totally. I think one big uh, message is I always spread and teach is about global unity. And that has been sitting really at the core of my heart mm -hmm. for the reason when we are 
let's say we're at the moon, right? And we look back and there's only one giant planet called the Earth floating in space, right? And there's no size to take, right? There's no boundary, literally. And the only boundary we have been created are by our human nations, right? By government, by traditional education that we have been taught we are separate from one another. So global unity is uh, such a key uh, transformative mindset for myself as well, because I know, you know, we can talk a lot about uh, raising human consciousness and also how we can connect with our deeper self and make the world a better place. And, you know, we have spoken about, about that, um, you know, on the, at the summit as well, you know, both of us. Yes. But I think even for our listeners today, right, I feel like what we can even bring in more is how we can bring that uh, well-centric thinking to mm. be integrated and embodied into our day-to-day -day life, right? Because global unity, it sounds like very idealistic and it could sounds like, oh, it's, you know, very far away. And yeah, we, we understand equality. And, you know, I believe more of your listeners, you know, are open-minded individuals. So, you know, they are, there will be people who are eager to bring in this uh, open-minded thinking uh, mm -hmm. into their life as well, right? Rather than setting boundaries, setting limitations, uh, mm -hmm. setting, uh, we, 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 we setting um, the, the way to identify other people by their skin color, right? And, and no, like, because we now move into a world where we do understand what happens at one side of the world is going to affect another, right? Yeah. We are living in such a globalized world mm -hmm. and everything is available through our fingertips as well, with our phone, with our search engine and with AI today, right? Mm -hmm. So I think what importance with, you know, the lyrics you just mentioned, healing the world, right? Mm -hmm. With mm -hmm. all this global unity is that right. how we can live our day-to-day -day mm. with this exact thinking of how I am one mm. with the world, right? How mm. I am one with other global citizens. Mm. Mm. I love how you said that, you know, I mean, everything you said was so interesting. Like I could deep dive into each and every sentence, so potent. But this last part, you know, where you talked about that, you know, um, embracing the fact that we are one, right? And that we are not separate. So the way, you know, you, you, are, you were saying things was just like believing in a world that is one rather than I am different than you. And what is, you know, us and them, as they call that analogy of us and them, like, how are we different from each other? And then, you know, identifying with a certain identity. So the part that I really want to get into is um, global citizenship, right? It's more to do with our mindset. What do you think? Absolutely. That's one that you're so spot on. That's one of the biggest message I share in my book as well, Travel to Transform. And I share exact that message. Global mm -hmm. citizenship is never about measuring how much uh, global justice or, you know, how much um, advocate or things you have been trying to fight for humanity. No, it's never about that. And, mm -hmm. and global citizenship isn't something very far away that, you know, only uh, mm -hmm. doctors volunteering, helping in a third world country can be called global citizens. And also, not only people who always travel, right, who travel frequently can call themselves global citizens. Mm -hmm. Actually, if we move from this old paradigm, this old definition of mm -hmm. feeling global citizens is something so far away, but look at it through a new lens where mm -hmm. it is just a mindset, a mindset of the fact that I am already a citizen of the world by being born in this modernized time, right? Yes. 
because you and I are no different and we are living in a globalized world already. But what happens is when we go through our schools and our childhood years, the teachings from uh, friends and families and societies and cultures, all these things, right? What I call as, a, as the cultural scape is that it's shaping us to live in a paradigm, to believe that we are here and global citizens are out there, right? It's almost like a separate identity from us. But if we are able to make this shift, like you said, a mindset shift, mm. which is truly understanding that it doesn't matter whether I travel or not, it doesn't matter what my occupation is, doesn't matter what my cultural background is, mm. right? If we can embody this global mindset into us mm. and just remain being open, mm. right? being open to new things, to new culture, to new people, to new languages, to new experience when we are traveling. Mm. And mm. then also respect for the differences mm. from what I have been brought up by my own culture, by in, in, in mm. my own cultural bubble or the cultural scape, right? Mm. If we can respect that difference as well, mm. then that shift of mindset truly makes us a global citizen. Beautiful, beautiful. I like how you ended that because on that note, you know, I was uh, thinking about being open, you know, uh, I think it's the mindset uh, idea of being open to the learning, being open to be a student, let's say, of the world. And even if whatever we achieve, still being open to the learning of how we are playing a role in this big, huge family you know the way you're saying it's yeah. like we are one big family right but then there are many of us you know we're not able to cross that mindset of thinking beyond right as you said schooling it's uh, I mean that's something that's coming to me very very strongly you know I mean the first ideas you get about how that student you know that comes first in class is better than you just at that level for a child like I need to win so I can be like Tom right or like that child who's sitting in the classroom and thinking oh my god just because my parents are poor the rich kids are uh, different, you know, coming from, I, I, you know, I, we can sort of relate to those Asian backgrounds where, you know, there's disparity. We, we grew up seeing the rich, the poor, the, the, the kid who gets laughed at. And I think, I think where you also come from, I'm feeling this from you as intuitively as I do, is that you kind of looked at what, even though things happened to you, you kind of observed what was happening to others, like maybe the little injustices, like maybe that boy who was called the name and you couldn't say anything and nobody spoke up for him. So I think that gets you a bit empathetic towards the human cause rather than what do I want to do when I grow up? What do you think? Yeah, beautifully said. And, and I love how you intuitively bring this up as well. Because um, sometimes, you know, maybe the audience will look at you and I and think, oh, we have got our perfect life sorted, right? Like we are, we are life coaches, right? Mm -hmm. We are helping other people. And mm -hmm. a lot of people would then uh, think, oh, you know, they, they have the answer. They know mm -hmm. everything. Um, they mm -hmm. have their perfect life. But that's mm -hmm. actually so not true because first, we are all continuously uh, working piece of art, right? Yes. And there's no end to where our personal growth and spirituality can grow into, right? Mm -hmm. But the point I'm making is 
because most people, when they look at me, they also say, oh, I've been traveling around the world for 10 years mm -hmm. and I've been to over 35 countries. I've been living in different uh, continents and getting paid to do that. And, mm -hmm. and then people would immediately think that is so incompatible with what they have right now in a mundane right, life, right? Mm -hmm. And that's actually so not true because all these things, what we're trying to share mm -hmm. is that it comes from a transformation, right? It comes from a transformation where I had my childhood, like you said, growing mm -hmm. up in an Asian background. Mm -hmm. And for the listeners, if you don't know me, uh, my background, I, I grew up in Hong Kong. Uh, I born and bred there for over 19 years. Mm -hmm. And I was born in a rap race where it was 24-7 nonstop. It's such a competitive environment and finance-driven society. Mm. Everything in Hong Kong is about money and chasing the next job, the next promotion, right? Mm. It's always about the next, 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 next. And, and for me, right, I actually felt so suffocated when mm. I grew up and I never find my life purpose. I never find joy. In fact, I, you can picture me as one of those very, you can stereotype me as one of those Asians who spend most of their time playing video games sitting in front of a laptop and just, you know, indulging myself in the mm -hmm. virtual adventures because that's the only place I could find meaning for myself, right? Like you said, yeah. we, we find that success, right? We find mm -hmm. ourselves winning. That's the only place I could get because mm -hmm. in the reality, I was just suffocating by the education system, by the com competitions. Oh. However, one mm -hmm. thing that really transformed my life is through traveling. And for the listener, there are always different, you know, different, uh, modality or, or, or path for you. And, you know, we all have our own unique journey to find what inspires us yes. and to become a better version of ourselves through going through that pain as well. Because mm -hmm. whatever right now, the cultural scape, the, the societies around you is giving you the pain on, no matter you feel like they are just all the bullshit rules you want to break, no matter, uh, the, the the things that people say you don't resonate with you know deep mm. inside you right there's mm. a deeper part inside you know there's mm. so much more beautiful possibility mm. to be able to be unleashed when you are able to move into a different paradigm yes. right by being able to understand your past understand yes. your old culture and how actually you can turn that into mm. a springboard for yourself to yeah. transform that experience mm. to help yeah. you on the next level of mm. personal growth. And yeah. that's what I see uh, where my, uh, my understanding comes from. Because like you said, this, the, no matter it's an Asian educational background, not a Western mm. or Middle Eastern, North and South, mm. it's all West. Yeah. It is yeah. a kind of condition. So living in a globalized world, right? What that means to us, to you and I, and to all the listeners, is mm. to be able to find your breakthrough from that bubble mm. and mm. live in this truly globalized world as one global village with one another. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And that so identifies with the way, you know, I always envisioned myself. I mean, that's so interesting that, you know, through you and, uh, you know, finding you uh, in this 
internet world you know like this like when people they say that when frequencies come to a certain level we meet people with other frequencies which are that this you know pretty much resonating at the same level and that's a very deep topic but coming down to how we got connected it's it's the first time i actually through uh, you got to look at global citizenship as a deeper uh, meaning, you know, um, I knew there's a thing called global citizenship, but, you know, I'm, I'm a person who never uh, saw it like that. And now I see that it connects so much with my idea of how we are all one. I even, the, you know, when I was a filmmaker, my films were all about that at an emotional level, no matter what mm. backgrounds we come from, we're all the same. So the story was about, you know, a, a woman in Afghanistan and a woman from America and how they didn't get along because she thought that the Afghan girl thought that the white girl is because she's white, she's come here to oppress. And the white girl just wanted to help her. So the reason I say white, even though I don't use that in my language, is because I wanted to people to see the difference first and her calling her that and then becoming just, just women, just women with hearts. And they both cry in the end of the film, right? And we see that they both cry, they both have lost someone, and they can both connect at this level, level of love that, you know, the message was that if we hate each other, we destroy each other. But if we love each other, we can grow. And we see these two women who were so different become one at an emotional level. So it really, really, at a very deep level, resonates with the idea of global citizenship, which to me just says that we all have a role to play because citizenship means means that we are part of this world, right? And then when we have a role to play, even if our thoughts in our mindset, we can think where I'm like you, see, seeing yourself in the other person. I mean, for me, it's always been like that. I've always seen people beyond their faces, right? So mm. global citizenship is very, very important that way. For me, uh, as a person who grew up connecting with the quantum field and the spirituality of it, right? I never felt I was, even though when I grew up from Pakistan, I never felt I was from a country. I always felt I was like an earthling, you know, as a kid, <laughs> I called myself an earthling. <laughs> yeah, that's so beautifully uh, said. And, you know, I, I love your share on that as well, because I know a lot of your listeners are also into spirituality and mindset, right? And mm -hmm. I think that's a, a huge spiritual growth and, mm -hmm. and spiritual understanding is that you know, we are just one, like you said, the quantum fields and, um, you know, the, the conscious beings and how we are coming to earth. And, you know, like no matter whether uh, what your um, understanding of spirituality or even religion say, mm -hmm. right, it doesn't matter uh, what, what kind of belief system you have at the end, right? What overlaps between different discipline or mm -hmm. understanding or mm -hmm. modality of what people teach, right, is that we are truly connected, right? Mm. It doesn't matter what Jesus or Muhammad or any greater saints of all time, even, you know, the Taoism mm. back in ancient China, right? Mm. The yogic mm. culture, mm. all the Asian civilization or wisdom, they mm. actually do have a common belief that we are one. And I think the importance of global citizenship then is that how we can bring this concept Yes. into the modernized context of today's globalized world now, how can we embody that understanding 
into our true day-to-day -day integration. And the reason I see this is so important, especially on my personal journey, is that when it comes to spirituality, uh, a, a lot of the people would gonna hate this word, but I think it's the right concept to bring up. It's the spiritual ego, right? Mm -hmm. Because when we develop ourselves and when we grow, right? Mm -hmm. When we become a better version, we keep on leveling up ourselves and raise our consciousness and go to a different stages of development. Yes. And at the same time, right? Our spiritual ego actually wake up and grow in the same pace as us. And sometimes we don't recognize that. Mm. And what I mean by that is, you know, there, there are a lot of um, spiritual community nowadays, especially on Instagram, which, you know, quote unquote spiritual community. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those, uh, you, you will see those key mm. opinion leaders um, as they may brand themselves is that, you know, they would, be able to uh, meditate hours for days, right? Like living in a beautiful mm. countryside or in Bali or mm. however form they would like to be, right? Mm. But then they're also disjointed from this modernized world in a yeah. way that they believe bringing everything back into that practice mm. to, 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 to help us to be uh, mm. grounded only in that spiritual place is the answer. Yes. But for me, right? I never believe that is the ultimate answer because mm -hmm. yes, it is great that we can bring ourselves back to the presence through mm -hmm. spiritual practice and ground ourselves, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. to level up ourselves. But at mm -hmm. the end, what matters is how we are impacting the world as well, how we are making influence, right? How we are bringing in transformation through mm -hmm. our fans and families around us because no one cares how many faults or how less faults we have when we close mm -hmm. our eyes and have our legs crossed it, sitting mm -hmm. on a cushion or meditation chair, right? Mm -hmm. No one cares what happened mm -hmm. in the internal world, but everyone mm -hmm. around us cares when we open our eyes, how we treat others, right? Mm -hmm. How compassionate we are, right? What mm -hmm. are the true impacts we are creating in this world? right so mm -hmm. what that truly means is when we look at global citizenship through this lens it mm -hmm. means spiritual integration yes right yes for, for for your audience for those who are so into spiritual yeah. development then yeah. what my challenge for you yes is to think about the next step of how i can put this well-centric thinking mm -hmm. or well-centric being i should say mm -hmm. to be integrated into the work that i am doing Mm. and how I can serve humanity mm. in a mm. way by making that impact. Yes. Because not, we are not here to play small. We are not here to only cultivate that internal peace in us, right? Mm. Not, we're not here to only meditate on ours every day mm. to make ourselves feel good, right? Mm. Our mm. spiritual ego may want us to think that, yeah, I feel good, it's amazing. The world, you know, I have the mm. world peace mm. in me. But mm. actually, how we can bring that, that peace in us to... Mm spread that love to others as well. And for me, that's the new global citizenship, or I would call it the conscious global citizenship, mm. the holistic global citizenship, mm. which is where the true integration comes in, how you're walking into this world mm. and creating impact mm. and changing other global citizens' life, no matter whether people recognize they are global citizens yet or not but you are making the impact to help them realize that. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. I loved how you said spiritual integration. 
uh, and it happens, you know, it happens to many of us when we uh, first get into, let's say you were talking about meditation and spirituality, connecting with meditation and sitting down for hours and meditating. I think for many people who have had, you know, traumatic events in their lives or places where they couldn't find out who they are, uh, you know, everyone has their own experiences. Um, once people have reached that level of getting to know themselves through spirituality, the next step would be to integrate it. But a lot of times people get stuck in the bypassing through spirituality, which is the opposite yeah. of integration, which you were also mentioning is where you can get, get so happy and peaceful after being through such traumatic experiences that when you find this place where you can be happy, you just want to sit there and be become comfortable as they say at at a point at a point of comfortability where uh, you don't even take the next step right and it's very much possible to do that when a human being let's say has been through such you know war-like situation right and then they mm -hmm. find the peace you know that as i say the dichotomy is peace and war right mm -hmm. but then what you're saying i understand is what i have started talking about is as well which is b which is you know get yourself organize find out what was that tragedy whether it's going to therapy or whether it's meditating whether it's finding that spirituality all creating a new mindset and hiding up your consciousness right um and getting to a level of oh these are the habits and beliefs and mindset change so doing that is being right then i say it's be do so the do part is the action part, which you're talking about, like, you know, now that you are kind of uplifted and up-leveled up yourself, now start doing something so you can make an impact. And then I say have, so be, you mm. have, and have is then that impact, let's say is your goal. You create that and then you go back to be, do, have, right? So don't get stuck too much in the be because that's when you're like, okay, I up-leveled. And then you can kind of find yourself lost if you don't have a purpose. So purpose gets you into do, and then you can get into creating that goal or attaining that goal. What do you think? Yeah, be, do, and have, right? Mm -hmm. I love how you dissect that process. Mm -hmm. um, and it's interesting because in the personal growth world, right? Um, you know, we can now today easily find any teachers to mm -hmm. teach you to become so good at one of the process. Hmm. right hmm. you can easily find personal growth calls to help you dip into uh spirituality and, and and let's say yogic practice like you can become the expert in yoga right hmm. and hmm. you have like you can bliss out every day right hmm. in, in 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 that being state and hmm. there are also uh personal growth teachers who can teach you how to do hmm. right which hmm. is like keep creating 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 and you know do the next thing do the next thing achieve the next success which is also what mostly our societies have been taught us from traditional education, right? Keep yeah. doing the next thing. But then those people don't understand the concept of being and have because all they are doing is tying their outcomes mm -hmm. and also tying their happiness and gratefulness and their state of being to an external outcome or event, right? Mm -hmm. And when they don't get it, they become sad. Their, their life can't roll down. And that's the problem with, being, uh, with doing as well, right? Mm -hmm. And also mm -hmm. having the true mm. manifestation, right, of mm. having that outcome mm. without tying our desire, without mm. tying our, our, our true nature to it. It's such a beautiful way to look at it because 
-hmm. it sounds very complicated with three mm -hmm. things, but actually they are not because we are looking at B, have a B. Sorry, I got confused. Do, We're doing B, do, B, do <laughs> and have from yeah. different perspective, hmm. right? Hmm. We are just dissecting it and looking it through a different lens from a different angle. But at the end, the integration of all three together. All three together, yes. It's the magic. It's the magic. Right? Yeah. Because spirituality is not only about being itself, even though there are spirituality in being, but there are also spirituality in doing and having as well. So mm -hmm. how we can really integrate that whole free concept together mm -hmm. and make that become our true essence to mm -hmm. walking into the world day to day mm -hmm. is the key. And for me, I think global citizenship really helps me a lot mm -hmm. to be able to embody this path and also why it leads to what I'm doing today and mm -hmm. also all the achievement I can get. Mm. And that's because, like you said, I I I don't stay out. Uh, I don't stay in my comfort zone. Mm. Mm. In a way that mm. we know there's a beautiful world of possibility mm. outside what we are familiar with. Yes. And while meditation and practices can help us become even more familiar. Mm. with the things around us, with our mm. thoughts and emotion inside us, mm. become even more familiar and in tune towards this path of self-mastery. Mm. But still, there's a beautiful outside world mm. we are connected to. Mm. And by bringing in this integration to really make impact from the inside to our, right? And inside our revolution, if you may. Mm. 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 Then, we are truly bringing in spirituality That's it. from who we are authentically mm. to who people would be able to see us as well through their lens mm. in this beautiful world. That's beautiful. It's reminding me of, uh, I mean, everything you just said, you know, it's, it's reminding me of a domino effect. You know, uh, if you do something and actually show the world that it's possible to be a global citizen right then the other mind person might get inspired to be in that mindset of doing things in that order in that way so that then it goes like a ripple effect or a domino effect right it's it's beautiful how you said that you know like if you show up and then you be authentic in what you are doing as a global citizenship then that authenticity passes on to the other and the other and it's contagious right just like happiness is contagious mm. Or, you know, it's, it's, it's just like that with us human beings. So if you understand human beings as integrated beings, so whether it's spirituality, whether it's, you know, changing your mindset, they are not all separate from each other. And as I say, the mind, body and soul, it's all connected. You can't just be like, I'm going to meditate and things are going to work out. You can't just be jogging and thinking that things are going to work out. That's true too with the body. Or you just can't go, my mind, I'm going to just change and change my beliefs from today. And today I am I am amazing. I am worthy. I am beautiful. Right. Mm. That's not all. I think uh, when we, uh, it, for, for somebody who's starting, yes, that seems like all saying those affirmations in the morning or doing that jog, uh, you know, when someone, someone doesn't even have a taste of that way of being, you know, that uplifting of the consciousness, right. As you were talking about when somebody is here, uh, it's very hard to think about what's beyond it, right? If not, if you've not tasted it, right? As they say. Mm. So 
I think what would uh, the one one of the things I would like to ask you is like, what would you say to someone who is listening right now and they think that, you know, what what impact can I make? You know, maybe you know, maybe as you said, you know, maybe people look at you and they go like, oh, he's traveled the world and he's working. You know, it's very easy to separate ourselves from others. So one of the ways I, I try to talk to people through my podcast is tell them to see themselves in the other and go like it is possible to be like them so what would you say to someone who thinks that how can they make a difference just by yeah. one person such a great question and that's actually something i always commonly share when i'm doing a uh, live coaching with my client as well i'm sure so how you can resonate right like mm-hmm. a lot of people we're helping you know mm-hmm. they it's not that they don't have the tools it's not that they don't have the practices it's not that they don't understand Mm-hmm. But it's actually how they can take that step so that they can truly manifest the things they want, right? Mm-hmm. So that it's not just a visualization when they're closing the eyes, but they mm-hmm. can actually feel it yes. in this 3D reality, right? Mm-hmm. So that's such a beautiful question. And I think the, the tools, um, the, the answer sometimes is actually even simpler than we thought, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously there are a lot of different, um, different ways we can address this, but I think what comes up in this moment is to understand the power of compounding effect. Yeah. Mm. So what I mean by that is as simple as first understand what is outside your comfort zone mm. and mm. what is the boundary of your comfort zone right now. Mm. So let's say, let me give you an example, right? Mm. So let's say I'm comfortable to uh, go swimming, right? Mm. But I'm not comfortable to go scuba diving. Mm. Mm. Then what we can do is to understand what's that barrier between going from learning to swim to learning to scuba dive. Mm. Right. I'm using a very practical example here. And you know, if the listener doesn't resonate with swimming, replace with with anything that you have been thinking right now that you wanted to learn. Yes. as a new skills or maybe a new goal you want to have, right? Just replace that. But let's say, right, if I identify, oh, I, I actually really wanted to uh, learn scuba dive because I have been always wanting to explore the ocean, right? Mm-hmm. The depth of the 70% of this earth's surface, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and, and let's say you love marine biology, mm-hmm. but you had never be able to take that step to go from swimming to scuba diving. Then find out what is the barrier there Mm. and then use the power of the compounding effect to make the changes. So let's say my barrier of going to scuba dive is that I believe I'm not good enough to Mm. learn these skills because scuba diving is dangerous. Scuba Mm. diving is difficult to learn. It needs to take courses, to take a license and this and that, right? List them out, right? List them out what are holding you back from it Mm. and then the next step is look at each of the things that is holding you back what is the next action you can do to overcome that Mm. so let's say may that be okay now i recognize the fear Mm. the fear of going into the ocean because it's unknown Mm. then work on that fear right Mm. or let's say i don't have the time i'm too busy with my family i have a full-time job i don't have time to learn scuba diving yeah then how can i carve out the time Mm. to go do that 
who would be the teacher I wanted to, uh, what are the courses I want to take? Where yeah. would be the courses? Then we start researching, right? Like the next thing we know, we're already on Google and finding, oh, where can I learn scuba diving, right? If we are willing to take that step, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And if you keep doing this, right, the compounding effect then become the next thing you know, you already find yourself mm-hmm. have the scuba diving license and you are on a trip to maybe uh, to, to, to Malaysia, mm-hmm. to Chiaoman Island, to uh to Maldives mm. right because you have been actually aspired to explore the ocean since you are young but mm. you have been holding it back by because I'm too busy in my life I live in a metropolitan city here there's no ocean and this and that we give ourselves all the excuses right yes and the importance I'm sharing this and you know like randomly using the scuba diving as an example as a dream is that think about what's the dream that has been Embed the deep inside you. Yeah, what's deep inside you? I, I'll just I'll just interject is because you just said you're saying this randomly. Uh, Freeman, this connects with my experience. <laughs> wow, here we I, go. <laughs> exactly. Went to Fiji, broke my fear off. Before that, deeply scared of the deep, deep waters as a five-year-old, and then at age forty in Fiji. I was I wasn't even ready for it. I thought we we're just gonna have a relaxing holiday, and then they're like, "We offer scuba diving," and my husband's like, oh, "Okay, she's coming with me." And I'm like, and he's like, "You always said you wanted to fight your fear," and I'm like, "Yes, let's do it." And I remember screaming on the jet ski first because we went on the jet ski. They're screaming, <laughs> "Daddy!" and just screaming, and going like, "I'm fine. The ocean loves me. The ocean loves me." And then I knew it for two seconds. Like, but in between, when I was quiet, I was like, "This is destined." I called for this. I had the willpower, you know, talking about the person actually making up their mind and mm. not knowing how to get there, but fighting the limiting beliefs, as you said. I actually did that work. And I, I truly believe that that was very much because I looked within me to find those barriers that where's that fear coming from? Is it that actual childhood experience? Or is it just me in the present saying, I can't do it? As you said, maybe it was because busy lifestyle, metropolitan city, or it was just creating more and more barriers to get into the space of fighting my fear. And when I did, and I crossed it, it was everything. And it started with willpower. It was just saying yes to it. And fighting it at a conscious level first. Mm, exactly. Wow. Beautifully yeah. said. So exact. <laughs> you, so, you're it's so, so funny. Like I randomly just have this in so my mind. I exactly. never give an example on podcast yeah. using scuba diving. Like, um, <laughs> and and funny, it, it 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 resonates so much because you are right. Like I think for all those listeners, whether you are <laughs> planning to do scuba diving or not, it is exactly the same formula. Yeah. To realize and manifest your dream. Mm. by going outside the comfort zone, yeah, right? And to even make it more quantitative, um, what Stephen Kotler um, and, you know, Regan Hiller, a lot of the really great teachers out there who teach uh, how to be living your life in flow, which mm-hmm. is defined by living in the optimal state of consciousness. So we are performing in the highest, uh, mm-hmm. highest way possible, Um it is actually a definable state, a quantifiable state. And to quantify it, even the what research say is, actually, if you're able to do something different from yesterday by 4%, and what that means is, if you are doing, you make a decision that mm-hmm. leads to a change 
comparing to yesterday just by 4%, wow. your life can exponentially become a whole new different person wow. using that power of 4%. Mm. If you think about it, any change, right? Mm. Any successful person in the world, any thriving global mm. citizen today, mm. you can see on TV, mm. you can see on podcasts, you can see in any space, mm. they all first started by recognizing that 4%, recognizing where their comfort zone is, where they want to be, and take that step to make this compound effect flows into their life. Mm. Because the next thing you see after a year when you decided, like you said, to set that intention of having the willpower to make the change, yeah. The next thing you know, when you look back, you are already at a completely different place compared to where we were conditioned to do the same thing again and again and again for the yeah. next day, right? And that That's is it. the power. That is the power behind. Beautiful, beautiful. And I feel like from your words, what's coming to me, it's also the intention we have, you know. Uh, you know, if you have an intention which is go connected to a goal, and that's much better than just having a goal. For instance, you can say, I want to change the world. But then intentionally, you're not living a life which is not looking at the world, just like, you know, in normal days, you could be going to the marketplace and you might have a chance to donate some money or you might have a chance to pick an apple and go like, you know, today I will just, you know, give the apple to somebody needy or something that's intent intentionally connected to changing the world. If you're not doing it in your everyday present life in like little increments, even if it's like, you know, taking your kids on a drive, which you feel like will affect their brain in a way that they will feel happy and connected with mommy, that can be intentionally connected to changing the world. So what I'm trying to get at is that intention matters and then also being open to thinking that even if you're not at the goal level you can still do what you can at the level you are so a mother or a child or, a, or whatever the capacity you are in and even if you don't have much means right like you don't have much money or you can still make that difference and you were talking about the compound interest you know that's how it works like if you intentionally think that you can make that goal happen. You get driven to it and life makes it happen for you, but you have to believe that it will happen. So true. That's the power of intention, right? When mm -hmm. we desire something enough, when we truly believe in it, then it happens, right? That's a story I really love is that um, when it comes to the power of intention, um, I, I can't remember where the story comes from. I think it's either like a, a Shaolin kind of um, background or a yogic one, but it doesn't matter. So there was a, a village, right? There was a village um, mm -hmm. and it, all the people there has been praying for rain for a long, long time because they have this dry season continuously and the crop doesn't grow and, you know, mm -hmm. everything just doesn't work for that village. So people start panicking. Mm -hmm. And then that's this day they just come together uh, in, in a temple. Uh, mm. And then the elderly says, yeah, we have to pray for uh, 12 hours a day together mm. so that we can have rain finally for our village, mm. right? Mm. And everyone of that village definitely understand mm. the true power of um, praying and intentions and mm. desires. Mm. But the funny enough, right? They mm. all go to this temple 
Mm. Everyone pray in the same way as mm. the elderly instruct them. They all live the same prayer, yeah. right? They all chant the same thing. Yeah. But there's only one different with one person. Mm. And that's the person who went to the temple with, with an umbrella. Mm. And now, the power of intention is yeah. that the next step of it is I have to decide to believe this is coming true because there's only one person. Yeah. If they pay for, pray for rain, there's only mm-hmm. one person bringing the umbrella in who is yeah. so believing in that, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. this is a, a, a story I really like when it comes to intention because now mm-hmm. you can see the difference, mm-hmm. right? Between that person and the rest, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's not, there's no judgment here at all because we all live in a world where we behave in a similar way, mm-hmm. right? Like we wake up and then we do a personal growth course or we did something very mind-blowing, um, you know, and other online courses, or we read a book, a self-help book, we so resonate with it, right? And then we have the intention to change, mm. right? We have that, we, we truly believe we have the power, we want to do that. But how many people really prepare for that umbrella already? Mm. It's my question for all your listeners. Yeah. Mm. Very good question. How many people are ready for actually taking that umbrella and taking, taking their belief to that level where they really know that it will happen. Like they've actually said gratitude for it. So one of the ways to, you know, they say to manifest is to already be grateful for what your goal is as if it's already happening and it's already done, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think it's so important to bring up that as well, because like you said, we, when we truly feeling it, right? When you're truly grateful with, the manifestation that is coming, mm. then that is exactly the state of being, you know, back to the being, mm. right? Because all three, all three things are all integrated and work together. Mm. And that state of being, of being able to be grateful mm. is such mm. an important part because in this society, including myself as well, right? Mm. I've been conditioned in the past to mm. chase for the next thing. For me, I mentioned I have traveled for 10 years now. And for me, right, I always chase the next country to trace the next relocation, to chase the next promotion with my company, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's so funny, like, you know, even recently when I published my uh, book, Travel to Transform, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, which the first day within the 24th hour when I opened my laptop, I couldn't believe it. I hit three Amazon best-selling titles wow. in globalization, in solo travel. And the funny thing is, right? I didn't even catch myself back then, but then I was grateful for one second. And then I was already thinking, okay, what about the fourth title? What about the fifth title? That's it. And until my book hit like seven best-selling title, and then I catch myself like, what the heck is this? Wow. Like, I am so grateful. I already yes. published a book sharing my vulnerability story so that I can help transform others. That has always been my objective. Yes. To writing every single words to be able to help people. And yeah. also why it leads to me to do uh, transformational coaching, right? Like when I'm grateful and remember where mm-hmm. I started, where my intention comes from, there's mm-hmm. nothing for me to chase anymore. Mm-hmm. And in mm-hmm. fact, th- the moment I stop chasing, more door opens to me yes. because of that, right? Yes. And, yes. And, and, and that is just the power behind gratitude. 
And also what, in fact, the greatest, the Jesus Muhammad Buddha, the greatest saints of all times teaches us, right? Mm. Be grateful with what we have. Mm. Mm. And be in that state of being, it sounds so simple. But in mm. this modernized world, we just mm. so easily forget because of that ping, ding and ring, the notification, the emails, yeah. and social media, the hate comment, yeah. you know, the TikTok videos come in and mm. whatever form it is, it just distracts us. And we so easily forget mm. that, oh, wait, yeah, that's the power of gratitude. That's it. Bring yeah. ourselves back in that state, right? With gratitude, so beautifully said about how every religion also talks about gratitude, you know. Um, it's very important to, in order to become, I think, a global citizen, I, I feel, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, to know where everybody comes from, from the different backgrounds, to not just put them in this one sort of way of being. I think one of the biggest ways you can move forward as a global citizenship is, citizen is um, to uh, embrace everybody's different backgrounds, but at the same time going like, now we're all together. So when we bleed, we bleed together. When we cry, we cry the same way. You know, we even go to the toilet the same way, right? <laughs> so what makes us different? But then at a holistic level, we all feel that, you know, if there's something, you know, hurts us, then it hurts us. What I'm trying to get at is my analogy that I was trying to present to a few people when COVID first hit. And I was just, I just say to people that, you know, up till now there were so many wars and that was what, you know, we thought I'm different yeah. than you, you're different than me. And there was famine wars and things like that happening in the world, right? But then this was the first time during the pandemic, I felt that we were able to look at ourselves as the human. So in a way, even though people were focusing on the pandemic being, oh my God, fear and hysteria. I was looking at the oneness of how, at, it's a very deep conversation. I mean, if you're trying to get what I'm saying, it's at a frequency level, we were all thinking how to help ourselves through this. And we were not thinking about the wars of how, you know, there's a border between, let's say, you know, Afghanistan or Pakistan, or like there's a border between, we were all thinking at a human level, at the anatomy level, what we can do to make that thing go away or cure ourselves through it. And that death is where we don't want to be at. So how do we live our lives? What do you think? Oh, this so beautifully tied back to the global unity. We spoke about when we first started the podcast, right? It's like almost full circle going back to that now <laughs> after all the integration discussion and spirituality <laughs> and development, right? Because that's exactly right. The mm. frequency, the vibration of the global unity it exists at both the well-centric level and also at a personal level, yes. right? And it's so funny, the pandemic as an example again, right? Is that we now realize one thing happened at once after well, it's going to spread over and affect the other. And yes. it doesn't necessarily need to be a, a virus or whatever mm. form it is. Because if you think about it, the cell phone in our pocket is mm. designed that maybe in Silicon Valley, right? Mm and then assemble in possibly China, and then it gets shipped all the way through Europe or whatever channel it is, distribution channel, right? Mm -hmm. And the shirt that we're uh, we wearing, the chair we're sitting, they mm. all come from different parts of the world. Mm. Mm. And the truth is, the mm. truth is, is, the world has been so globalized to an yes. extent, our human consciousness actually haven't catch up with that speed yet, yeah. right? And yeah. that's why this global unity is so important because 
Mm. It's so funny when we, I always use this uh, example as well. Um, you know, I, I don't know if the listeners, you like superhero movies and it doesn't <laughs> matter whether you are Marvel fans or DC fans, right? Yes. It doesn't matter which side you're on. Mm. Whenever there would be uh, a superhero movie that that's alien invasion comes in, right? May that be the Avengers. Uh, mm. May that be um, the, uh, the Justice League. When mm. those aliens comes in, then mm. what happens is all the human beings and different countries or the military would drop down their argument and they just united and fight mm. against that alien. True, true. Invasion, right? Like even King Kong, you know, that's what King Kong as well. Yeah. And so many forms of movie. <laughs> and yeah, it's always been that. Yes. Exactly. And and I'm not saying this is true when there are, you know, extraterrestrial uh, intelligence being come in. This is only way that we have to fight. No, I don't believe that. Like personally, mm-hmm. I believe there's a cosmocentric way beyond global citizenship that we can expand to as well. But that's a topic for another time. But yes. what I'm saying is, when we look at all these superhero and the and, and superhero movies, when the human beings are able to drop whatever argument they have in that moment and unite to be just one species to go against fighting mm-hmm. that cause, the enemy, right? This mm-hmm. is the global unity we have been always talking about. But the truth is, in today's contest, we don't have to wait for alien invasion because we have enough common enemy. We have global poverty. Mm-hmm. We, we still don't have universal human rights, right? Mm-hmm. There are still children dying by lacking of water and we still have cultural conflicts yes. happening every single continent, right? You have the, we have the Ukraine and um, Russia war, quote-unquote, right? The, the, the manifestation of, you know, the, the, the egocentric way of dealing with conflicts, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. what happened in... Um, in Iran as well, right? With women and equality, all these things. Mm. We don't need to wait for an alien invasion. We already have a common enemy in place. And what we need mm. is that human understanding and collective consciousness that there is a global unity mm. together with us. So mm. as long as we understand that and we can unleash this mindset, mm. then humanity can go forward. Mm and going into the next stage mm. of human evolution. That's and that's it. why I'm so passionate to share this work as well, because mm. by mm. unleashing this consciousness, actually, it doesn't only serve the world. Because mm. for me, right, for a lot of listeners, if you feel like uh, this episode is, is, is sounding like so um, world-centric, so far away, so mm. not to your day-to-day, that's actually not true. The reason mm. I'm sharing all this message is because when we elevate, and live an integrated life mm. at that world-centric level, you are going to experience so much more world of opportunities. Mm. Doors are all going to open to you internationally and mm. effortlessly. Mm. And the reason I recognize that is because starting from 10 years ago, when I first started travel solo and mm. break my own bubble mm. and to really experience life and other countries and other cultures with mm. this global mindset, then I start to recognize I got opportunities to live around the world. I got opportunities to be able to connect with so many different other global citizens, mm. right? Mm. And philosophically, my, mm. my worldview expands as well because I start to understand what I have been brought up uh, since childhood is not the only way to live life, right? Yes. 
and yes. culturally, culturally, my mm. my understanding of other nations also expand as well because now I'm able to fill a lot of the cultural gaps mm. by firsthand cultural experience, mm. right? And mm. financially, I also expand as well because mm. I got better opportunity for my job when I'm able to um, work in an international environment and work with people with different accent and different background and lead a different team with diversity in it, mm. right? Mm. What that means is the opportunity in your life is going to exponential holistically by mm. bringing yourself into that higher level of vibration. Mm. And for mm. me, I never came from a place where, oh, I, I'm here to serve humanity. I was a very egocentric person. I was, I was a mean person. I was a mean, angry, miserable Asian kids who were just leaving home to travel because I hated my, <laughs> my home country, hated my family right? Mm -hmm. To an extent, now I'm able to be reconciled with, uh, with all this pain mm. and trauma and become a better version of myself and vibrating in a higher level at a world-centric level mm. and allowing all these opportunities to come into my life. And that's the only reason I'm yeah. so passionate to share this work because I want all the listeners to understand, actually, yes. this is so important that all this personal growth, all the spiritual development and the spiritual integration we talk about here mm. is that at the end, mm. all those manifestations is going to flow back into your life by simply giving, by simply living in the state of gratitude. Mm. Mm. And being positive, you know, I think exactly. a lot of uh, problems can be eliminated in the world if we just choose the mindset of being positive and look for the good in any lesson that we learn through the mistakes and being okay with failures, what do you think? Absolutely. I think that positive mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And again, dissecting the mindset in a deeper level. Mm -hmm. I think most of us, right, are conditioned in a way by society, again, is that we are not enough, right? We are not good enough. Yes. We have to chase for the next thing. We have to get the certificate. We have mm -hmm. to be get better resume for our job. In order to get the next promotion, we have to get better at our skill set. And while there's no nothing wrong with pursuing a better quality of life and also a better self-mastery improvement, while there's nothing wrong with that, that shouldn't be the target of it. Because mm. when we do, we switch ourselves into a negative mindset mm. where we are always vibrating at a lower level, believing that I'm not enough. So that's why I have to find something from the external to fill my internal void. Yeah, right? yes. That's but that has, never been, um, that has never been a magical fix. And there's no magical bullet in the world because it is a continuous process by adapting this positive mindset and mm. global citizenship. Mm. To an extent, we live the life as we say, as we mm. believe. Right. And I love how the passion through you is just, you know, it's energy that I can feel. Uh, it's not just, you know, you saying I am passionate. You are, you definitely are. And I think anything you do in life, if you're not passionate, one should not do it, right? And it connects back to what you were saying about, you know, uh, a lot of people, uh, or even I, you know, I've been there where I thought like, I have to do that certificate, then I can tell people that I'm this person, or I have to do that degree. Or oh, it was very early on, it was all about doing degrees so that I can prove it to my dad. So Coming back to the idea of being passionate, what you are right now, Freeman, is exemplifying a person who is a creator as well, right? I feel a lot of 
uh, a lot of ways we can go forward in life is understanding that as human beings, our intrinsic need is also to create. So it can be anything like, you know, creating a new mindset or shifting from an old one, right, which you did. And I love this about your story that, you know, you, you were so vulnerable to tell us that so other people can see themselves through you, that you were this child who, when you were a child, you were not understanding what's all around you. So as a child, when our uh, emotional dysregulation happens, we don't know how to be. We think either we need to be happy or angry. We're very mm. limited in our ways of expressing, right? And we're not allowed to express a certain way. So we think the only way we can fight a certain thing is could be, for instance, anger. I really love how you bring it up as well. And then for the reason I think we talk a lot about different stages of um, growth um, for the listener in the in, in the last hour, because when it comes to the level of consciousness, right, there are actually different stages we can understand, including all the mindset we're talking about. So mm -hmm. having a positive mindset, right, having that compounding effect mindset, mm -hmm. right, and they are actually at different level of growth. So mm -hmm. to help conceptualize this framework, I think uh, what Michael Beckwell teaches. Um, might, might be very helpful here. So what he says is um, basically there are four levels of consciousness. We can, uh, to simplify it, you know, look at it in a simplified way, right? And the first level of consciousness, which is um, most people are at because that's what we are conditioned to, is that mm -hmm. victim, Mentality. victim mindset, yeah, right? Or victim mm -hmm. consciousness. So mm -hmm. let's use the word mindset for now uh, since we are having that discussion. Yes. Um, so that victim mindset, it's very simple as if a lot of people thought, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not born strong enough. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not healthy enough. Like, yeah, it's my genetics, right? It is because somebody say something to me, hurt me. You know? That's why I'm now in my way. So that level of mindset, right? Then become the boundary. Mm. It's almost similar to the negative mindset we spoke about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then the second level is that then people start to recognize mm. I actually is responsible for my life when we are making decisions, mm. right? And that is the second level where mm. life, uh, life is happen, uh, life is created by me, right? So what that means is I do have the ability mm. to make changes and transform myself and going outside comfort zone, which is what most of the personal development uh, growth comes in. Right, mm -hmm. is that people recognize? Okay, I have, I have the ability to read a book and then learn something new. Right, so mm -hmm. that's the second level, and then going up to the third level, which is things are created through me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what that means is, even though we something we also talk about is that we understand spirituality, mm -hmm. we have our spiritual practice, we meditate, and 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 a lot of things, you know, in our podcasts and the tours. But then the integration part is the importance of it because when things happening through me, we also acknowledge there's a bigger force behind and also a higher intelligence behind, right? Yes. May that be God or your mm. higher self or mm. uh, the universe or whatever, you know, belief system allows, right? Your, your belief system allows, right? No matter how you want to label it. We mm. recognize there's a, a, a higher intelligence and a bigger mind behind of the work we do. So we mm. become more intuitively in tune when we are doing the work. So that's why life is created through me because I'm also channeling mm. the work, right? And that's, that's the third level of the mindset. Mm. Yeah. So to recap, to recap, 
that is first the victimless mindset, mm. which is things happen, uh, life happen to me and I'm mm. a victim. And then mm. we go to life happen by me. By so me. I have the responsibility. And mm. then life happen through me. Through me. Right. Mm. And then the last level, which is what, why I brought this framework up, is mm. that the creator level. Mm. And like you said, it is just the state of being. Mm. Life is just be. Mm. Because when we are being, we can then integrate into all the levels yes. that we wish to see. And in that, at that creator mindset, mm. then we truly understand and embody the work and the life purpose we bring on into this life. Mm. It's both created by me as mm. a participating journey. Mm. Plus, it is channeling through a mm. high intelligence. Wow. And when we find that balance, mm. when we find that balance of not being obsessed with, I have to do this, I have to have this, I must do this, I should do this. Yeah. But coming from a place where I'm merely here to be grateful and to serve, mm. right? I'm mm. here to speak the truth, to be my authentic self. Yeah. I'm here to inspire others through shining my true values deep inside me. Mm. By simply doing that, everything we wanted to create falls into place. And that's the conscious, conscious creator mindset. And I love how we kind of bring everything together <laughs> from <laughs> the different level of mindset yes. and consciousness. Yes. Because at the end, right, yes. the more clear... Uh, your, the audience could be able to conceptualize this and understanding where you are at mm. with your different aspect of life at a different stage of development mm. and a different level of consciousness. Mm. The more you are clear with yourself, where you are at with the things that you want to create and you can pinpoint in this four-step framework plus yeah. the compound, um, the power of compounding Right. Mm -hmm. If you are able to pinpoint yourself where we are at and what is the next uh, type of work you would like to create or mm -hmm. elevate yourself to, then the easier you get to get to the next level. Right. Because when we go blind, which is what I did back in ten years, and the reason I'm sharing this intellectual framework to 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 all, all of you with all of you is that I know how important it has been to my life because when I walk in blindly, it's like I'm traveling without a map, right? Yes. Yes. I'm just wending into a city to go blind while while there are yeah. there are fun and joy that I can just be having no plan to explore the city and just see what comes up. But at the same time, there's also an importance of having a map to be able to understand where I'm actually wanting to be going at with mm. the time I have in this life, right? So it is an important, another important integration of being able to intellectually understand our own spirituality through mm. a way that is integrated mm. into this 3D reality. Mm. Yeah. I love it. I love how you ended it with that and the consciousness shift and that we need to move forward in life in that way, in that, you know, that flow, it, 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 the flow comes when you integrate it inside you and you, you think about how and why 
the why's behind what you're doing. You know, for instance, you said you you need you were ready to you know travel, but then you also needed a map, right? So exploring with the idea of what is that I can bring as in value to the world while I'm doing it is important as well for you. I can completely understand that the, the service, the value, you know, what what is it that I will be doing by making that journey to the other country, right? For people who don't even travel, you know, from one city to another, it can seem very like a different way of looking at life. But then again, you know, your mindset shift, what I understand is it started from when you thought that this way of being that the traveler you the you could say in a very another way the gypsy you right it, that that came through and you knew that it was so important to you and when you knew it was important to you which I understand from your journey you decided how I can use it and one of the most powerful ways that you are doing it right now I mean other than the many other things that you're doing which are amazing in their own way is the book you know, I, I really want you to tell the listeners a bit about your book, um, you know, Transform to, sorry, Travel to Transform. It can be like that, right? So Travel to Transform, it's connecting with what I just said. Do you do you think that plays a role in uh, the making of this book? Yeah, totally. And, and, and it's so critical for my transformational journey. And also the reason I wrote this book, because it took me 10 years to really get to where I am today and conceptually understand the map, right? But it doesn't take, it doesn't need to take you <laughs> whole 10 years. Hmm. And, 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 and in fact, right, if I'm saying, oh, you have to travel for 10 years to exotic countries and, you know, hmm. jumping in and out different continents, right? Like that's such a big deterring factors, right? Hmm. And that's why I've, wrote, uh, I've written this book, which is a model based hmm. on my own adventures Right, based on my traveling throughout mm. the last decade wow. to 35 different countries, the lesson I've learned, the mistake I have, I have been through, the stereotype and racism experience mm. I had, and how I can transform all those experiences to make myself a better version. That's yeah. why I wrote this book, because I truly believe there mm. is a beautiful outside world, right? Mm. A, a beautiful globalized world where we can adventure into, we can explore the different world cuisines we can try, the people speaking different language to connect with. Wow, that's a beautiful outside world. That's also this beautiful inner world where we can always travel inwards yes. and go into the depth of our mind, body, and spirit. Yes. And when these two worlds collide or coincide, right? When they overlap, this is where travel to transform comes in. Mm -hmm. Because this overlapping unleashes the world of opportunity holistically for myself. Mm. And since the day I have uh, worked with my clients to also transform their life using the same similar model as well, mm. to really travel to transform, mm. I see even way more impressive and inspire, inspiring growth through all these other global citizens. Mm. And that is exactly the, the, the time I know oh, I have to share this message, even though I never thought about writing a book, like, you know, that, that we, we always can have a victim mindset, no matter yes. how high level vibration we're at, right? Because when I was thinking writing a book, it's like, who am I to write a book? Like yeah. English is not even my native language. <laughs> like I, I'm good at making travel vlogs and, you know, taking photos, <laughs> but writing is not me. 
mm. right? Until we really using the same compound, um, you know, the power of compounding is mm. that, okay, mm. this framework I know has been helped myself and helped so many people transform their life. Yes. So I have to spread the word as well. So what I do is I write, mm. write, I told myself I have to write at least 250 words every day. And after five months, I have my first job. And mm. that is another example of building this integration through uh, my book as well. Mm-hmm. But to all the listeners, um, and if you are interested to um, look into my book as well, I also offer uh, to download the free chapters as well uh, on my website, uh, mm. which you can find on www.traveltotransform.com forward slash free, F-R-E-E, free. So mm. if you rest on it, with the message and you feel like this is the map that can help you for your next step. Yeah, it, it will be there. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and it would be my pleasure to serve you because I know how painful it could be mm-hmm. to be on this personal growth journey without mm-hmm. people helping you to conceptualize mm-hmm. the framework itself. Mm-hmm. Because when we search online on Google, we can find a thousand a million different courses to jump on and we can mm-hmm. invest our time. We can, put our, our time and efforts to really go through the course, read the book and everything. For me, I've done that. <laughs> I've done, I, I read one book per week. That's my uh, personal goal as well. And I've read so many spiritual books that you can name. And you know, also the reason why I have named a lot of different spiritual teachers throughout this podcast as well that I resonate really a lot with. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, mm-hmm. if we keep doing that, we become going into the state of doing and doing and doing again. And hoping the next book, the next spiritual course, the next practice is going to magically fix our life, right? Mm -hmm. And that is the paradigm I have fallen myself into, the big rabbit hole. And that's why I realized it's so important to actually have a map first before climbing that mountain. Because Mm -hmm. every course you do afterwards, every book you read afterwards, every practice you spend time and invest time into is going to help you exponentially Get you the place you want to be, mm. Mm. and that's where travel to transform comes in. <laughs> One of the things that's coming for me when I look at travel to transform the the actual title, you know, it's in front of me right now. To I printed out the actual banner that you have, and um, when I look at the banner, you know, it, it's just it's speaking to me. The words that are coming for me is freedom, because traveling for me, you know, it's freedom. For me, transformation is freedom. Again, I think you've you've done it very cleverly where, I mean, I, if I would be looking at that title, I can speak for myself, right? And um, for me, transform is also transmuting, which is transmuting uh, pains and tragedies and trauma into something that can bring creatively to the world, right? Mm. Transform for me is again, bringing results, right? Through the coaching or through uh, whatever we provide to others so that they can make that change in their life. And then, you know, travel is like, whenever I do travel, I feel so free and it's like, speaks to me to my soul because I feel like you know it's something that grows me right again if a person is traveling and they uh, or even if they want to transform in their lives if they don't have the perspective of what they want out of it then it can be a very limited experience for them right Um, let's say a person is traveling to uh, Las Vegas but then they're like oh my god I'm having such a bad day and like you know I've got a stomachache or whatever that can be a very different kind of traveling right but then if you go perspective as you said the map 
they go to Las Vegas and go like, I will go to the casinos also. But then I have a plan to meet this manager of this, this, you know, restaurant who said he will tell me about the latest trends he has in his restaurant, right? So those kind of things keeps you potently into that bringing value and connecting with others. So one of the things with you, Freeman, is that freedom and connecting with others is very important. And then bringing it together to bring that transformation results as to, you know, new knowledge to the world is very important to you, right? Yeah, so spot on. Um, I actually share also throughout my book as well. So freedom is one of my core values, yeah. right? And, and freedom for me is my absolute joy of experience life. Mm. Because the freedom I got is the freedom to be able to understand I'm not here to be bounded by any rules, by any countries, by my skin color, by whatever labels mm. I've been putting on myself mm. through traditional education and societies or government or news or however form it comes in. Mm. But then being able to unleash myself, not to live a life based on all this old paradigm, mm. wow, that, that freedom is such an essential part of me. And you're right, transformation is the second core value because growth, right? A continuous growth, right? Is that our personal path, it means our personal path doesn't have an ending. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of it because we can keep on transforming ourselves and grow into a better person. Yeah, you, evolve and right? like that's that it's an evolution that it's when evolution. one person transforms, right? Yeah. Yeah. So very spot on, very <laughs> spot on. And I love you touch on even uh, the book cover itself as well. And yeah. um, very powerful. And uh, just, yeah, put a, if, if um, the listener are also on the camera, yes. so this is like the, the book cover I have been, and you're so spot on. Freedom is actually one of the keywords mm-hmm. uh, I gave my designer as well. But the reason I wanted to um, share this is because what I was um, sharing using this uh, design of having this person within the world, mm. right? Mm. Mm. The key message here is mm. we are part of the world. Mm. And when we are transforming ourselves, the world is transforming as well. Because most of the time we thought we have to be Elon Musk. We thought we have to be Steve Jobs. We thought we have to be some <laughs> powerful, famous person or celebrity in order to have that authority to have that brain to have that intelligence to make Mm. an impact in the world but it's so not true no no so not true because transformation is like what the book cover design is when we are able to deconstruct ourselves and reconstruct ourselves back into Mm. a Mm. different version a better version of ourselves the world is transformed in Mm. the same way as well because you are connected to it See, and the more we are able to recognize this, the more people use the same formula by transforming ourselves and then transform others and transforming the world, the world is going to be changed because of that. There's no technology out there. It's mm. going to help solve all the world problem for us. Mm. Mm. AI is just a tool. <laughs> Mobile yeah. phone is just a tool. Mm. The internet is just a tool. The mm. spaceships we can get to Mars is also just a tool. But behind all this technology, who are going to will all these technologies are through the human consciousness. 
through the human consciousness. And that's why I hope this picture is going to able to embed it to all the all your audience as well. Yes. To be able to see this picture in your head that mm -hmm. how you are so intertwined with this world and how you are able to transform, which means to go beyond your current formation, right? Mm -hmm. To transmute, like you said, mm -hmm. to transmute from a state of, mm -hmm. of being an ordinary local citizen mm -hmm. and to transform, transmute yourself into a thriving global citizen. Mm -hmm. If you are able to have this picture inside you and have that as your vision as well, this is the map that we have never been taught that we can have mm. when living in this globalized world. Yes, yes. And then we will realize once we up level ourselves to this level of consciousness where we understand that we are global citizens, it gives us a place where we no longer have to be holding on to our own identity of how it should be or what the past was or what the future will be or what the present is. We just think about up-leveling our, up our consciousness and moving forward together in harmony and so that we can bring more of a positive impact in this world and also bettering ourselves in a way it all works together. Thank you so much, Freeman. Mm. This has been an amazing conversation. It went beyond an hour. I'm <laughs> surprised at how this <laughs> happened and like I have still over so many things to dwell in but i think we'll keep it to this uh, uh more than an hour i don't know how much it was i think it was an hour and 15 minutes i will keep yeah. it to that uh because we are running out of time but next time i think there should be another podcast with you and we could dwell a bit deeper into the higher consciousness and what you are up to and what are you doing these days because we didn't get too much into that but there will be uh much more uh that will be coming up and also i think there's a lot to pick from this conversation for the listeners and it's been incredible thank you so so much for your time and energy thank you wow thank you so much saliha thanks for having me today it's such a beautiful conscious exchange with this conversation and i hope that served your audience as well and you can contact freeman on instagram on freeman funk official you can find his links there as well in his intro and also buy his book travel to transform on amazon